0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of semi Magic Inc., your podcast for Dresden Files-flavored tabletop RPG experience. You're a wonderful niche, and we're glad to fill it as best we can. I, as you may well remember, am the Game Master Casey. To my left sits a gentleman who—Dylan, is that Cashmere?
1: Uh no it's it's cashmere faux cashmere
0: sure for the cashmere intolerant right right I'm allergic to who are to see. you who are you in this cashmere <laughs> uh,
1: I am Dylan and I'm playing a wizard by the name of Solomon
0: <clears throat> you sure are what about you lady who are you Uh,
2: I'm Jackie my my voice is still all weird so just ignore that uh, I am playing Fiona a half a hipster fairy barista.
0: Sure. What about you, third guy? I'm my name is third guy. <clears throat> I'll be playing that other character. Sure. Uh no, I'm Anthony. I'm playing Rowan. Uh, last name omitted. Yep. Yeah, we never did give Rowan a last name. Did Actually, we? I found I I know my last name, but I can't tell you guys cuz then you'll know my true name and you'll you'll be able to do things. <laughs> Bind you. Yeah. Some some unknowable energy creature composes a magic circle on a plane no human has ever visited. I summon forth <laughs> Rowan <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> some some thirty year old accountant. Exactly. Oklahoma gets gets transported there. <laughs> okay. So last we. Met. A bunch of stuff happened. There was an awesome raccoon called Diane, who has since become a fan favorite, I assume. Um, we met with Sketchy Dave, who is the opposite of a fan favorite.
2: <laughs> He's the guy you love to hate.
0: There we go. He's useful. Um, What else happened? Rowan went to the Museum of Weird History and spoke with the man of a thousand accents, Xavier Tangleforth the V. And then we went to the Westfield Carter Hotel to see what we could do there. It's all coming back to me! So, when last we <laughs> spoke, Fiona and Solomon had entered, uh, what I believe you call a lift in the colonies, yes?
1: That's an elevator.
0: Oh, okay. And you had done uh some 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 magics with a key. It's not actually magic. I'm used to describing mundane things as magic for comedic effect, but here in this universe that's it wasn't actually magic, it was just a key, right? Right. Okay. Um,
1: it, it was a very fancily constructed elevator with a very fancy inlaid keyhole in the Right. The, it was it was brilliant.
2: Probably a disgusting amount of money spent on such a simple little thing. Oh, oh
0: yeah. obscene expense, yeah. Oh, oh to, to which to get, by the way, you had to fight your way past the uh, snarkiest receptionist ever.
2: Who's also a racist.
0: Who is also... A, was he racist? A little bit.
1: How? Uh, or at least he was classist, which is okay, maybe as go.
0: bad. Yeah, well, it's, it's America. You're allowed to be classist. How else are we going to know who we're better than? <laughs> okay. Very good. So the elevator rises, and as it does so, a subtle change begins to permeate the air. It smells nicer in here, sort of a uh, sort of a sandalwood, like a Mm. really nice shaving soap. Great. And the quality of the elevator music becomes decidedly better. It sounds.
1: (laughs) I, I don't notice the shift in smell because that's just what my face smells like
0: yeah sure, same with me me. that's the beard oil I use. For- <laughs> there you go
2: I am a lady, and so I don't use sandalwood beard products, so I'm uh intently sniffing <laughs> at Solomon Byron, wondering where the hell the smell is coming from, sure. yeah, like like way too close into his face
1: and solomon <laughs> Solomon is just like stone faced staring straight at the door,
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just straight glaring. (laughs) This episode, not sponsored by Taylor of Old Bond Street, but if they would like to change that, they are more than welcome to. Uh, You know, I will shill all day. All day long. That stuff's incredible. Okay. Um... As the light indicating which floor your elevator has arrived at reaches the top row of buttons, the, I believe we said the 20th floor was the cutoff for Monday in floors, yes? Uh,
1: 15th.
0: 15th, okay, very good. Um, a tiny little figure appears on the metal above the above the light display, um, you notice, in fact, that it is an exact replica in tiny orange light of uh, the gentleman manning the counter downstairs. Huh. Uh, what, what was his name? Was, was it Jeffrey or Joshua? It was Jeffrey Joshua. It was Jeffrey Joshua. Good old Jeff Josh. Yeah. yeah. Yes. A uh, tiny persnickety hologram appears and says... Good evening, everyone. Please identify yourselves, or be destroyed.
1: Solomon Byron and guest.
0: Analyzing voiceprint. Analyzing voiceprint. Voiceprint accepted! Please pay the token fee of one secret about yourself for admittance to the top floors.
2: Are you shitting me?
0: No... Reluctance to share? Noted. (laughs) Welcome back, Mr. Byron. (laughs) Now passing weapons range and training. Now passing accounting. Now passing laboratories. Now passing barracks. Arriving at the top floor. Thank you for coming to the Westfield Carter Hotel. Try not to break anything. (laughs) And the doors slide open as the tiny orange hologram vanishes back into the metal whence it came. I'm going to break everything. Please I do me. not. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, you exit the elevator doors into a beautiful hallway. It is The walls are inlaid with uh, rich, dark woods that have probably been hand-oiled by people who are paid too much to do so. Mm-hmm. And Fiona, you note with delight that there are no fewer then six uh, vases on very slender, precarious stands.
2: I begin edging towards one of them.
0: These they things, appear nervous. These things are very expensive. Do
1: not break them.
2: Oh, I wasn't going to break it. I was going to steal it.
1: Please do not do that either.
2: <laughs> you know- like
1: our vases.
2: Well, I do too. That's why I want it.
1: You may visit them if you like. We can arrange something, I'm sure.
0: Uh, Fiona, like... you, see, you see one vase in particular that would appear to be of uh, Central American make, possibly Toltec or Olmec, and it would go beautifully on that bare shelf you've got in Magic Beans. Think about it. It's, it's coffee from Colombia, right I mean, there in that little pot?
2: Yeah, I mean, how authentic can you get? I need that vase.
1: Ah, you really don't.
2: I know. I re- you don't understand. I really, really do. It's you, got free trade coffee written on it in Aztec.
1: It doesn't. I don't believe no, you.
2: No. I'm. I'm pretty sure.
1: Listen. You are at the center of the White Council's power here in Portland. Uh huh. I advise that you don't do anything that would anger the White Council, including, but not limited to, stealing their vases.
2: Can I have it, like, alternating Sundays?
1: You know, I'll talk to someone.
0: (laughs) Just as Solomon's exact aspiration level approaches its event horizon... (laughs) A uh, very properly dressed sort uh, approaches, um, hands folded behind his back. You can tell he's wearing gloves and sort of a classic servant's uniform. He approaches and uh, nods to the both of you. Good afternoon, Mr. Byron. It's a pleasure to see you again, as always. And who, may I ask, is your lovely friend? (laughs) The
1: The giggly one is... Fiona Quirk, she runs Magic Beans. I'm sure you, you know the P
2: place. Quirk. The P stands for excellence. Nice to
0: The P stands for excellence. Well, my name is Devonport. I will have to patronize your establishment sometime, Miss Quirk. Oh, In the meantime, I cannot help but notice the interest with which you eye our vases, and I would have you know that they are magically protected. Damn! In any event, uh, Mr. Byron, we received your missive earlier, and Mr. Hernandez is waiting for you in the usual area. Is there anything I can get you?
1: Go down to the archives.
0: Certainly. He whips out a, uh, a tiny notebook from inside his, his jacket pocket. His right hand shoots out and a small pen literally just like, like an arrow right out of his sleeve. He catches it with with two fingers, and uh, without even looking at it, just begins to write down, just, just sheer muscle memory, memorandum. Go down to the archives. Yes, sir, what can I bring, sir, from the archives this fine day?
1: Pull everything we have on Theodore
0: Preston. All Theodore of them. Preston. All of them. The totality of Theodore Preston. Very good, sir. I'll begin a term search on that directly. And also, Would you go ahead, sir. Sorry about that. And I'll have a
2: glass of your finest cabernet.
0: Our finest cabernet for the lady. Very good.
1: Find me the names of of the professors who teach at Milwaukee Prep.
0: Professors at Milwaukee Prep. Outstanding. Uh, Past, present, or future, sir? Present. Very good.
1: That will do it. Thank you.
0: Outstanding, standing, all right, sir. I assume that you remembered a way to mr Hernandez's uh usual table. I believe he is just finishing up a meal and so should be in fine spirits because he's had a few
2: <laughs>
0: fantastic uh humor, humor is generally met with a gratuity sir his his hand just kind of you know the little little gesture. I give him a dollar fantastic, sir fantastic. Yeah, uh, just pockets it quickly. <laughs> Very good. I'll get these searches started right away, sir. Great. Great to see you again, sir. Miss Quick, a pleasure.
2: Oh, thanks.
0: And uh, Davenport executes a uh, tiny bow and heads off directly via some servant's entrance that has been cleverly uh, hidden in the wall. Great. Fantastic. Yeah, you guys go forward, and you are in the... Poshest. It's got like a club vibe, not like a club, but, but like like a cigar club. Um, <laughs> a lot of lot of leather chairs. There is another fountain actually that mirrors the one from the lobby. It's it's got those four frogs sitting around the rim. Only it's much nicer. Each of the frogs is done in a different gemstone, or 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 precious stone at least.
1: This sounds and, like
0: the kind of place Mycroft Holmes would hang out in. <laughs> Exactly. God. And the water smells incredible. It smells like the opposite of chlorine. What's which, ice now ice? that I think about it, is algae, but that's not what I mean. Smells <laughs> 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 like a swamp in here. Exactly. Smells like there could be bog men not <laughs> decomposing <laughs> under the surface. All right, you enter and it is a lovely like lounge reception area there are some nice tables off to the side where some people are eating dinner or playing uh, a staggering variety of card and or board games there are some people clearly playing mahjong some playing cribbage one playing what it would appear to be uh the cones of Dunshire, one playing settlers of catan it's just people from all walks of life and on the other side we have a glorious bar where a uh, and where an impeccably dressed thin young man is, is making drinks for everyone over on one table, uh, wiping his, his considerable, uh, face (laughs) is, uh, who you recognize? (laughs) I consider his face dumb. There you go. There you go. Uh, Salvador Hernandez. He is a large gentleman, not, not like fat or rotund. He, he's just huge, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I picture him as having an absolutely magnificent beard and, mm-hmm. and prob- probably no other hair.
1: Of course, uh, a very yeah, he, very curly mustache and a very impressive
0: beard, and just clean absolutely. shaven from from the the ears from off. the chops up. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He could easily, were so one inclined, uh, be described as a man with beard but no hair. Right. So, he notices yeah. your approach and uh, and beckons you over while draining the last of his uh, glass of amber liquid.
1: Good evening, Salvador.
0: <clears throat> Solomon! What a wonderful surprise, and you've brought a guest with you. It's been so long. Good evening, miss. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name is uh, Salvador Hernandez. He he stands very properly and uh, extends a hand to you, Fiona.
2: I take his hand and shake it firmly. Fiona Peacorque, good to meet you.
0: A pleasure. He uh, glances briefly into your eyes, not long enough for the wizard's gaze to truly begin, but long enough certainly for a spark of power and intention to pass between the two of you. You get uh, you, you get a sense of what the dude is about, and he is about a neat, orderly world with uh, everything kind of the way he likes it.
2: <clears throat> I uh,
0: would you go ahead.
2: I self consciously try to smooth my hair down. There you go. He's kind of
0: uh, would, would you two care to join me for dinner? Absolutely, fantastic! He uh, does a little clap, clap, and uh, Davenport appears out of nowhere with a pair of very comfy chairs and slides them uh, up behind you guys so swiftly that they kind of take your knees out and you just fall into them.
1: Amazing! <clears throat> this guy's like a this guy's like a magician.
0: Hi. I, I know how weird. <laughs> Uh, will uh, Will there be anything else, uh, Sirs and Madame? He he looks at you you two expectantly.
1: I think we're fine. Just those Very reports good. I wanted.
0: Very good. I've got those processing presently. Oh, miss here is your cabernet. And he um he he pulls he uh from from literally from behind his back reaches back there and and swings around a tray with a glass of cabernet on it. Oh, thank you. Like Bugs Bunny style. He swings the tray back behind there and it disappears you know not where. He he hops off directly, probably to do something else. Uh, Salvador's drink has refilled itself when you weren't looking. He takes a little sip, clears his throat, and addresses you. So, Solomon, I was pleased to receive your missive earlier. It looks like you're investigating that mental magic case.
1: Yes, we have a promising lead.
0: Good. Is there anything we can do to
1: I have Davenport running a few reports. The Preston family is involved. The Preston family. Yeah.
0: He sets his glass down and looks kind of... Ascance. I always knew they would come to trouble. They never came over to our side of the fence, as it were, but I knew that it would not be long before their lust for power exceeded their common sense. They, In have, any event
1: they have a history with us.
0: They have a history of being power hungry land grabbers. They have never interacted to the best of my knowledge, directly with the magical community. But if there is a mundane skullduggery to be found, they have had a hand in it at some point or another. I see. It does not surprise me that they ran out of uh, honest ways to con the working man and have expanded into magical territory.
1: It's a little less seedy than that. It's their youngest, the
2: sixth.
1: He's been Uh allegedly performing misdemeanor sorts of of mind-altering nonsense. His teachers at school, the other local kids, it's obviously a problem, but not on a massive scale.
0: Solomon, Solomon, Solomon. He sets his, sets his drink down. Well, I know that we all have a soft spot for certain youthful indiscretions we may have committed in the past. I'm certain you can agree with me when I say that there is no such thing as minor mind control. <laughs> this is serious business. And if these are the kind of powers that are manifesting in this town... We will need to begin much more serious procedures.
1: Of course, but do you intend to begin marching the streets with our wardens? Do you think that we should just start removing these people?
0: I think that we should do whatever is necessary to keep a safe, healthy, and happy population. Don't you agree that the safety of our people should be the number one concern, Solomon? Yes,
1: the safety of all of our people, even those falling prey to whatever is happening in this city.
0: Hmm. Well, if you think that a tiger's life is worth that of all the sheep he would gladly devour with a moment's notice, that is, of course, your prerogative. I assume, of course, that our differing philosophies will have no effect on the efficacy with which you execute your tasks. Of course not. Tigers are our...
1: an
2: endangered species, you ass.
0: It is... And sheep are not.
1: It is our job to ensure that the tigers do not make it into the sheep's pen. And when they do, it is our job to remove them from the pen. That doesn't mean we have to remove them from existence.
2: Because they're endangered.
0: Because they're endangered. And we feel it is our duty to... uh protect something just because it is rare and beautiful no matter what the destructive capability it may hold. Duh. Very good. I see we are at an impasse, but this is nothing new. Solomon, you know. We know. We have differing ideas and that's alright. That's what makes this beautiful city so wonderful. Just do the job and we can worry about how you did it later. Of course. Now... Besides the Davenport reports, Davenports, what help and assistance can I offer you in this matter? We don't have a lot of information up front, which I assume is why you're having Davenport run those reports for you.
1: Right. Mostly,
0: you have, I. Go ahead.
1: Mostly, I just wanted to keep everybody abreast of the situation. It's. unfolding. slowly.
0: All right. Very good. That is one place that you and I have always agreed, Solomon. Everything should be above board and everyone should be kept abreast of what's going on. I admire that about you, your thoroughness. All right. Well, let us know if there's anything else we can do. Stop by the labs if there's any special equipment you think you will need. Of course. All right. Until then, it's been a pleasure seeing you. Unless we have something else to discuss, and Miss Quick, it has been a pleasure meeting you. He once again uh, rises and extends his hand to you.
2: Enchanted. I don't take his hand.
0: Ooh. Fair enough. Hard he uh, he he very pointedly lets his hand hang there for a moment, and then puts it puts it back down with a with a look. You know the look, like
2: oh, okay, Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Like, okay, that's that's where we are. I,
2: I'm kinda giving him the same look.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Well, Solomon, please do keep us surprised of your activities. I imagine Davenport will have those reports ready for you shortly. I sure hope so. Very good. Alright, so are you guys gonna what's up? Um We Maybe
2: we should regroup.
1: Yeah, we well we back away from, from the table. Uh, sure. Where where, Sol- or where Salvador is hanging out, mm-hmm. um, and I I turn to Fiona and I say, "Please feel free to make yourself at home here, while we wait for these reports. I have some equipment to go recover downstairs.
2: What kind of equipment? <laughs> S-
1: standard wizarding tools."
2: all right, I'm going to deal myself into one of these games.
0: Great. <laughs> all right, so um, Fiona, you can start scouting around for a game. Solomon, as you head back to the elevator hallway, you do hear uh, Salvador's voice call out to you. Oh, Solomon, Solomon, before you go, do you, do you ignore him or do you heed his call I
1: heave a heavy sigh and turn around and walk back.
0: Damn right you do. <laughs> he, uh, he does not rise this time, but holds his beverage in front of his face. Before you go, I just wanted to tell you something. Did you happen to notice our new fountains, both in the lobby of the hotel and here on the club floor? I did. There is a story associated with those fountains, ones that has been passed down, and one that I think it would be to your benefit to hear. Once upon a time, there was a pond, not unlike the city, and that pond was kept safe by four frogs from all harm. There was Mighty Frog, whose back legs could concuss any heron who stuck its pointed beak into his business. There was Clever Frog, who could think his way out of any problem, any underwater cave where he could not find air. There was Swift Frog, who could not have a blow landed upon him by even the most mighty striking snake. And last of all, there was Lucky Frog, who just kind of seemed to get out of everything okay. They defended their pond time and time again from every manner of threat, and every time they did, they would gather together and be celebrated and hosted a party by all the other frogs and turtles and all the other inhabitants of the pond. And one day, a little toad noticed that amidst all the revelry, Lucky Frog never seemed quite as happy. So one day, while the others made merry, This little toad hopped up to Lucky Frog and said, Lucky Frog, what is the matter? Why do you not revel in your victory with your brothers? It is by your skill that you have won the day. Lucky Frog turned to the toad and said, Well, little friend, Mighty Frog will always have his strong hind limbs. Clever Frog will always have his mind. Swift Frog will always know just where to jump. But as many times as my luck has saved me, I know that one day it won't. I just thought you would benefit from hearing that, Solomon. And he, uh, he settles back in his chair and uh, pulls out a, a small leather-bound notebook and just proceeds to... Make some notes. Very dismissively, by the way. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I sort of stay staring at him for a moment.
0: Uh. He, he, he is not responding in any way.
1: Right. Um, I, I glance at his drink and, and very briefly consider many things I could do with it.
0: Sure. All kinds of stuff you can do with a dude's drink.
1: Um. And then I glance back up at him, and I sigh and turn around and go back to the elevator.
0: Fantastic. Fiona, what's your, what's your game, girl? What are you looking to play? Blackjack. Blackjack, <laughs> absolutely. There is a blackjack table going down. You wait until a new hand is being dealt, And here we see if my knowledge of blackjack from a computer program written in 1987 holds up. (laughs) Uh, You sit down and you are dealt some cards. There are a couple of gentlemen next to you, uh, very neatly dressed, but very, very uh, differently dressed. One appears to be in a modern sort of city suit, you know, uh, very thin lapels, very skinny tie and uh the other appears to be wearing some sort of robes not in like the comfy squishy sense which i can never i can never get past when i read that someone's wearing robes in fiction <laughs> but um bath more robes. what's that like fluffy bathrobes exactly that's just cuz that's my context for robes ah. but more like a um more like hari krishna type robe. you know like a sarong kind of thing yeah the uh <laughs> The dealer eyes you, not suspiciously, just just with uh, I, I'd say caution. <laughs> and uh, as as you sit down, he says, "New player, new player here at the table." He uh, disperses everyone their cards. So, what brings you to the table tonight, miss?
2: I'm gonna take all you guys to the washers.
0: Oh ho, a challenge! Yep. He, the other two dudes. Uh, kind of give a, what's going on, glance to each other. He deals out the cards, and you have a a six and a ten. You have have a six and a ten. What would the lady like to do? Hit me. Very good. he ladles out another card, and uh, it is a... Rolling dice for the first time uh it is in fact a four I'll stay very good he, uh the the other two dudes one of them says he'll stay one of them uh asks to be hit, and as soon as he does uh a noise of frustration escapes his lip <laughs> and he uh he storms off from the table the The dealer leans in and says. I guess some people don't like to lose. Yes, not. Um, he he takes out uh, a little a little money belt and he you know like the kind you always wanted from the Oriental Trading catalog, like the kind that dispenses coins. Yeah. I'm not alone in this, right?
2: No, no, no. I totally want okay, you to. Okay.
0: Cool. He uh, he goes katunka, 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 tonk, <laughs> and uh, hands you. Four. He makes that noise as he's doing it ka cutunk, ka cut and hands you four uh weighty tokens. They've they've got really nice heft to them. They're like nicer than Chuck E. Cheese tokens. You'd say probably pewter. And he says, just in case Miss is not familiar, each of those is good for one free drink at yonder bar.
2: Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> for the moment, we'll we'll leave Fiona um Solomon, you get back in the uh in the what's this the 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 magic uppie downsy. uh-huh and um head down to As where they were you going? Yeah, right. what else would you call it yeah the magic uppie Downsy. where else would you go that's probably what it is in german
1: <laughs> yeah yeah probably okay uh I'm heading to the barracks
0: das upland Yes! okay. <laughs> Uh, you head down to the barracks. The tiny hologram of Jeffrey Joshua reappears, but just stands uh. there, really uncomfortably. I hate that guy. He like, doesn't have anything to say to you. Mm-hmm. Just like, yep. Mm-hmm. Just you know, clapping his hands on his thighs. Yep. Trying not to make eye contact.
2: Like two guys accidentally sh- uh, standing next to each other at the urinal.
0: Absolutely. By the way, that's never an accident. I guarantee <laughs> every, every, every dude listening to this has done that math, and there is there is no reason for that ever to happen. <laughs> um you go one floor down to the barracks. The door is open, it is a much more utilitarian floor. Uh there is a sign directing you uh this way and that. There's the Barracks where people can actually go and sleep if they need to, if they've just come in from a mission or whatever, and, and don't have time for anything else. And also, there is a, a room that's just one huge bank of lockers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so
1: I head, I head into the go. locker room. Okay. I go over to my my locker. Uh, okay. It is it is clasped shut with a simple combination lock. Sure. Um I open it
0: and What's the combination? Thirty-seven,
1: twenty-two, four. Okay. Um I I pull out my I open the locker and I pull out my staff mm. and it's this absolutely beautiful, very heavy piece of mahogany wood. Sure. That appears to be one smooth, uh, as if it were a perfectly formed branch. Ooh. Um, and it's just this one smooth thing that tapers towards the bottom. Only the top of it, the head of the staff, uh, it's very cylindrical until it gets near the top. And then Mm -hmm. there are these very harsh, very severe lines that turn the head of the staff into this twisting cube. What? Yes.
0: That's the coolest damn thing I've ever heard.
1: Uh, and none of the sigilry that is engraved on the staff to make it a magical artifact is visible. Right. Because part of it is... Uh, uh, part of the sigildry is a permanent glamour that makes sure. this thing appear far more
0: impressive than a a non-glamoured staff would. Right. Permaglam. Yes. Tell me... If if I'm understanding this correctly, are you telling me that the top of your staff is like a Rubik's Cube?
1: No no. It's it's um sort of like if you were to take a deck of cards and you sure. just started twisting
0: each... Oh, okay. I see I see what you mean. I'm it, sorry. it creates um, that
1: kind of a structure.
0: Alright. My my previous reaction uh may have been a bit overworked. You that's know, still uh, re- that's still really freaking cool.
1: A twisting Rubik's cube staff head would be uh, rather
0: impressive. I'm writing that down for later. <laughs> Rubik's cube staff head. That note is going to make no sense the next time I read it. It's really not. Um, nope. Okay. Cool. So, I recovered... what other equipment you got in there? I, right. I would like the I would like the record to show that your locker is slightly bigger on the inside than it should be.
1: Of course. Uh, by only like three fourths of an inch but it's still there exactly
0: uh, yeah uh, it's it's what it's what a bureaucrat what a bureaucracy could manage in <laughs> terms of of spatial defiance <laughs> right
1: um, uh, my warden's cloak obviously sure. um, hangs on a very nice hanger there is uh on on the Right-hand side wall, a mounting for my Warden's Blade in its sheath. Sure. Um, And then several notebooks stacked at the bottom. Um, And there is, in fact, a poster on the inside of the door. And it's long since faded, so it it is now unreadable. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was at one time a hey. quote from um, John Locke.
0: What did it say?
1: It is now unreadable.
0: Oh! <laughs> did John Locke really say that?
1: <laughs> You're a monster, Casey. Uh, I, yeah, favorite monster. Um, That's
0: super cool, dude. I was I was gonna say that it was a picture of like a classic like robe and pointy hat wizard hanging from a branch and it says hang in there (sighs) Meiji. But I like your thing. I like your thing better.
1: You know how Solomon feels about Salvador? That's that's kind of how I feel about you right now. Just so you just
0: rampant just rabid beard envy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well that's that's always the case.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm always the case. Okay. Cool. Yes. Um, what are, the, what are you, what uh, do you, so, all right, you've got your, you've got your cloak, and are you taking your blade with you, or is it hanging out?
1: No, the blade is staying, uh, I'm, sure. I'm only recovering the staff.
0: Okay. Um. So, a quiet I, I... power, a quiet power exudes from your blade, uh, in welcome. Not, a, not exactly sentient, but it, it recognizes that its <laughs> master is present.
1: Ooh. Um. I, I take the staff, and I, I shut the locker, and I lock it again. And I, okay. I spin the, the dial.
0: Right.
1: Um, and I head back to the elevator and go down to record-keeping.
0: Okay. Fantastic. Bing. You get in there. Uh, Fiona, what's going on back up at the club floor?
2: Uh, I'm on a booze-fueled winning streak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> booze-fueled winning streak.
2: I am trying to win that base.
0: Absolutely fantastic. How many tokens did he? (laughs) That makes me really happy. Um, yeah, you're playing, you're doing really well. You're, you're just absolutely cleaning up. And it's the kind of thing like, uh, like a Hallmark movie about a plain girl who dates a prince and all the staff in his castle really likes her, but all the nobles are kind of about it. Um, I absolutely did not watch Hallmark's A Christmas Wedding at uh, a royal wedding, whatever it was. Anyway, um, you're cleaning up. All the staff loves you. They're not, like, letting you win, but they're certainly not making it hard for you. (laughs) You do, however, as you play, uh, notice a small, like, kind of itching irritation on the inside of your left wrist. Ooh. And as you, uh, as you look down, you see that there is, like, you know when a cat scratches you and there's the scratch, but then it kind of wells up around it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got one of those going in a shape that I am actually going to send you right now via our Facebook message, What's This? Okay. Okay, so you can go ahead and check that out. And that is appearing in, uh, very rough terms on the inside of your left wrist and we'll 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 tweet that after. Actually, you know what? I can tweet that right right now. But that'll that'll definitely appear on the Twitter for our uh our semi auto mag- magicians. We need good names for our fans. Yeah. We also need fans. Well, yeah. that'll yeah. help. Yeah. I'll go ahead and No, I'll do that later. Okay. But yeah, you're you're winning up a storm and that vase will be yours. Um Solomon You head down to... I'm sorry, you said you were going to Records. Right. Okay, fantastic. You uh, bypass the lab and workshop level. The little hologram of Jeffrey Joshua is eating a little holographic sandwich. (laughs) What? He's on his lunch.
1: Holograms don't get lunch. It's not in their contract.
0: Dylan, rules is rules, okay?
2: Holograms (laughs) are people too, Dylan.
0: Holograms Holograms There's no hologram union. If he's working more than six hours, he gets two 15-minute breaks and a lunch. That's just how the law works. Okay. All right. You get down to accounting and records, and it is the most uh, plainly, like, office-like floor yet. There are actual cubicles. And um some people have offices that are kind of behind glass walls and, and you can see that it's it's not actually super personal in there. They're just kind of glorified cubicles. Mm-hmm. Um you hear a sound that not many people hear nowadays, which is the furious typing of a hundred typewriters. Although as I'm saying that, I realize that this is Portland, so there are probably <laughs> a fair that's, few typewriters. That's every out there. coffee shop, really. <laughs> yes. Um but, yeah, it, it would appear that everyone here is working on a typewriter. There are a few electric ones, but it's it's mostly the old, like, Underwood style. Right. There are many filing cabinets, I'm sure. Exactly. Yes. And some pneumatic tubes as well. Ooh. Like the kind, yeah, like the kind you always wanted to put a ferret into and just send it somewhere.
1: That's not a thing I ever wanted.
0: <laughs> well, it is now, dumb.
1: No, uh,
0: okay we would find a way for the pressure differential not to kill the ferret.
1: If you can um, promise that then okay. Yeah, I can promise. We can
0: try. <laughs> Did All the right, the ferret horrific.
2: agree to this. What's that? Did the ferret agree to this?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The ferret was on board. He's got a little tiny like um like old tiny football helmet on, you know the kind that has ear flaps. Yeah. yeah. It probably That's... didn't actually provide much skull protection.
1: As long as the ferret Intubation is consensual. I suppose we're fine.
0: The the ferret has given its written and verbal consent. Great. There's a little paw print at the bottom of the contract. Oh. Yeah. Uh, speaking of paw prints, I <laughs> am joined suddenly at the table by tiny, tiny kitten Hunter S. Tomcat. Yay! Yeah, he's pretty great. Okay. Um. So yeah, here you are in accounting and records. <laughs> Where do you go? What do you do? I find the head librarian. Okay, very good. As you progress into the office, it becomes clear that the front half of the room is all like accounts receivable and that's where all the math is done and the numbers are crunched and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. All the um
0: all the receipts and expense accounts taken care of and the far half of the room is all shelves and shelves of dossiers and file folders and what's the word I'm looking for file cabinets and maybe some microfilm I'm not exactly certain how technologically advanced microfilm is but I'm I'm pretty it's just like projection technology right just like a light bulb
2: yeah they're still in use yeah
0: so I I mean I I reckon wizards could probably handle that without making too much of a fuss um so you you head back there, and there is what would appear to be the lone separate office in this whole entire room. Because the others are all, like, behind glass walls, and you can see in there. But this, this is just a door with frosted glass that reads, The Librarian. Uh, I knock three times and enter, as is customary. You knock three times on the ceiling because you want to go in? Never mind. Moving on. What? Yes, you enter. No, it was a, it was a song reference I was trying to pull on, if it didn't work. Moving in. <laughs> um, you enter the office and find a woman sitting behind a desk reading. Now, she does not have a lot of office accoutrement. Like she doesn't have uh, a typewriter on her desk. She doesn't have a Newton's cradle, which, I mean, I, I thought everybody got one of those when they got an office. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, she doesn't even have, like, a Rolodex. Her office is pretty bare. There's a um, there's a carafe of water and a couple of glasses on there and maybe, like, a notepad or something like that. But it's really sparse. And her office walls are just covered in uh, art. It's nice art, actually. It's It's not, like, soulless corporate here. We'll put this in here so people don't art it's it's nice stuff it's your favorite artist aha uh-huh. John Locke I don't know uh she holds she she's actually reading a book sitting there just kind of leaned back in her chair she holds one finger up as her eyes scan page after page hmm finally she uh she she sets her finger down looks up and says oh Simon What a pleasant surprise. What can I do for you?
1: I had Davenport pull some files for me.
0: Absolutely, yes. Reports on all of the uh, Preston clan, if I remember correctly. Right. Fantastic. Give me just one moment. I'll see if I can't pull those up. She closes her eyes, uh, reaches out with her right hand, and with a motion that looks half like... um, have you ever seen somebody who's really good with a calculator? Uh huh. Yeah, just like like that. It's it's half that and half like the old fashioned um switchboard style operators. You know how they'd pull a plug out of one port and put it into another. Mm-hmm. Um, but with her fingers. Wow. And she's just she's just doing that in midair. So uh, she's closed her eyes while she does this, and a quiet hum of power exudes as she does so. A moment later, she kind of snaps back and says, Yes, I have got information on the Clan Preston. What would you like to know? Or would you like just a general lookup?
1: Well, I, I know that they made their money in the lumber trade. Yes. What have they had their hands in since amassing their fortune?
0: Well, you have to understand, Solomon, that when you've got that much lumber, it has to go somewhere. They've had their hands in everything that involves wood or wood byproduct of any kind. Every textbook, every pencil, every piece of loose-leaf paper sold, every mahogany desk, probably the mahogany that lines this very club. Well, the the club up there. Um, if there's wood, it's had a Preston's handprint on it.
1: I see. Have they ever had any dealings with the
0: magical community that we're aware of? She she does the, the finger hooly 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 again. They have dealt with everyone who is here with which to be dealt, they have not had any overtly magical dealings. Magical folk have dealt with them under different pretenses, of course, but not that the Prestings were aware. Let's see. In fact, I believe during one of the fairy relocation campaigns back in the mid-80s, we purchased a large sum of lumber from them in order to build a... uh, a reserve for some of the displaced fieris they thought we were just going to build like a summer camp for for we were <laughs> kids right is there hmm,
1: do we have anything on Theodore Preston the sixth
0: Theodore Preston the sixth she her she closes her eyes briefly, her eyes do that thing. Average student at Milwaukee Preparatory School, minor criminal record, nothing outlandish, typical rich boy stuff, DUI here, minor destruction of property here. Otherwise unremarkable in his academic career, except for a few sports outings, very good at lacrosse. It would seem that his grades have taken a marked jump upward in the last little while. And the only reason we know that is because, much as you would imagine, we have been keeping an eye on the Preston family because anyone who is this involved in our city warrants keeping an eye on.
1: Right. Do we have access to any of Milwaukee Preps, uh, any of their internal files?
0: Oh, certainly we do. What would you like to know? I've got academia records, I've got finance and budget reports, I have got staff and uh, the other word, staff and... Payroll? Payroll. Um, I'm sorry, what'd you say?
1: Can you give me the names of Theodore Preston's current teachers and his grades, with those teachers from the last two terms.
0: Certainly. It looks like he is currently pulling A's in all of his classes at once, which is very impressive considering the lacrosse practice he's got to put in. Due to that lacrosse practice, he's actually only taking four classes this term. He is taking one Professor Duchamp for Chemistry, Taking one professor L- Gottlieb for literature, one professor um, Blues, Professor Blues for American history, and one professor Chalfant for mathematics. And he's um his his grades from last term in those last subjects. term he was barely passing any of his classes he was a C average and indeed had an F in chemistry. I see. And his his recent uh, academic efforts have, of course, garnered praise from the academic community and from his parents. I believe they bought him a new Porsche.
1: Of course they did. Why wouldn't they? Do He named it Rebecca. Of course. What is the name of the current principal at Milwaukee Heights?
0: Dululup Haversham. I see. think that and will... it's and, and it is headmaster not principal whatever well
1: rich weird
0: british people doesn't matter indeed she quirks an eyebrow <laughs>
2: um
1: i think that will about do it
0: very good Solomon. if you would like to submit a receipt for this transaction to Karen in accounting, I'm sure she'd be happy to put it on your expense account excellent she um she she pulls out a little tiny adding machine and just does a little sh-tick-a-ding, 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 and hands you a uh, hands you a receipt. information hmm. it turns out is surprisingly expensive. This exchange ran uh, a little north of five hundred dollars incredible, okay. Um, on my way
1: back to the elevator, I, I land this receipt i uh, I, I fold, I fold this receipt into a, a paper airplane. Sure. Uh, and I let it fly with a, uh, a push of my will and it lands, it, it sails through the office and it lands in Karen's, uh, inbox. Uh, you know, back when that was an actual box.
0: Sure. Hey, um, I have an inbox, dude.
1: <laughs> of course you do. You, we've we've gone over this. You're a luddite. Um, I, I
0: I really I really am. Okay, fantastic. Um, um, as soon as it lands in her uh, in her, I assume it like does it unfold itself in mid air or d- does it just land as a paper airplane? It just lands as a paper airplane. Flomp! Okay. Um. um Karen, Karen looks up from her desk. Her office is the only one in the entire place with any real personality. Every square inch is covered in tiny, adorable figurines of pigs in silly outfits. Of course it is. Awesome. Yep. She's, she's wearing um, an enameled pig brooch.
1: And this, and is, she, she,
0: this is why Solomon tries to avoid her. Exactly. She sees it land, and she says,
2: Oh, hi, Solomon! Thank you! I always appreciate
0: how you turn in your paperwork on time. Do you have time to chat for a bit? I made butterscotch brownies.
1: I really don't, Karen. Thank you, though. How? Oh,
0: well, another time, you big serious man. <laughs> Go out there and do your thing.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll see you later, Karen. Goodbye.
2: Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> I walk to the elevator.
0: Okay, uh, on the way, on the way to the elevator, Davenport swings out of nowhere and has a, like, like from around a cubicle corner and has a, has a little tray and he says, uh, Miss Karen wanted me to bring these to you, sir. And on the tray is a little, uh, a little Tupperware filled with baked goods. Oh, great.
1: Uh, I take it and then head to the elevator. I, I thank Davenport and I hand him another dollar. Uh, um,
0: ah, much obliged, sir.
1: And then I, I
0: head back to the elevator. Okay, fantastic. Which floor are you going to? Where are you going?
1: I'm going up to the
0: lounge. Okay, probably to pick up Fiona. Okay, yeah. All right, um, Fiona, you. I can only imagine, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I can only imagine that at this point, Fiona is leading the entire club floor in a rendition of a of a of a of a, of a body drinking song.
2: Absolutely.
0: Like wearing somebody's necktie, like a bandana around her head.
2: That as well.
0: There we go. <laughs> Fantastic, Solomon. You uh, you exit the, the the elevator and you find a scene of absolute chaos. Somehow Davenport has beat you back up there and is and is reveling with all these cats. Uh,
1: I make a mental note that I need to uh, I need to map out these servants' exits because they sound super useful. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of walk towards where I'm sure Fiona is up on the blackjack table at this point. Um, Oh yeah. And I, with the Tupperware in one hand and my staff in the other, I thump the staff twice on the ground, uh, look up at Fiona and say, I have brownies for you, we're leaving.
0: Side note, uh, if any of our listeners are inclined towards fan art, I would love to see... (laughs) Solomon, in cloak and staff, a plate of brownies in one hand and scowl upon his brow. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Salvador Hernandez is nowhere to be seen. Right. Yeah. So, Fiona, there is a grumpy man offering you baked goods.
2: (laughs) Hey! You brought me brownies! That's awesome! You're the best!
1: I... They're not from me. They're from Karen downstairs in accounting. You don't know her. She loves pigs. It's a thing. Don't listen. She
2: sounds amazing. Is she your girlfriend?
1: No. God, no. What?
2: Sure.
1: I'm pretty sure. Okay. We have to go meet Rowan back at your coffee shop.
2: I'm bringing that vase.
1: You're not.
2: I, it's mine. I bought it.
1: Bought it with what? We use tokens.
2: I don't know. Ask the bartender.
0: The
1: bartender sold you.
0: Oh, okay. The uh, the the blackjack dealer leans <laughs> over <laughs> and says, "Actually, sir, in a surprising turn of events, she collected a record for tokens and did manage to exchange them for that classic vase." <laughs>
1: Incredible. I suppose that's a testament to your abilities as a blackjack player and to yours as a dealer, I'm sure. Well done losing a very expensive piece of decor. Much
0: obliged, sir.
2: I'm gonna put so much coffee in this shit. That's
1: not what a vase is for, but you do you. (laughs) I... Uh, I hand you the the Tupperware full of brownies and and hoist the vase in th- my now free arm. And I say, "Great, do we have everything? Can we can we go now?"
2: Yep, you're driving.
1: I figured. Thanks.
0: <laughs> you guys took the bus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wasn't gonna
0: bring that up. <laughs> you guys did in fact take the bus. All right, I know. You, uh, I'm aware. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so you go ahead. Head to the elevator. Cool. As you do, a massive cheer rallies from inside. Bye, Fiona. Bye, Solomon. Thanks, you guys. You guys are awesome.
1: Oh, <laughs> <sighs> I'll have to bring uh, you here more often.
0: Davenport. Uh, Davenport appears. <laughs> like behind a potted plant or something <laughs> that he could not possibly have been hiding behind Right. and says uh, I have uh, taken the liberty of ordering a car for sir and madam on the house of course
1: excellent perfect
0: thank you <clears throat> I, was, I, was, uh, uh, I was wondering if I could have one of sir's brownies Fiona
2: no they're mine
0: very good, miss. Overstep my balance. I understand. I'm sorry. He, go,
1: uh... go down and see Karen. She's trying to get rid of so many brownies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good, sir. And he, uh, he, he disappears back behind the potted plant. <laughs> Alright, so you guys uh, head back down to the lobby, I reckon.
1: It's not even like a... Like a very bushy plant. It's just a fern.
0: You can see right through it. But he's gone. Oh, exactly yeah. I had in mind like a really skinny palm tree.
2: <laughs> I was thinking of a little tiny pot of like violets or
0: something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's just weed. <laughs> <laughs> Devonport's got <start> a side business.
2: <laughs> well, I mean. It's a we're in an economy. <laughs>
0: no, we're in an economy. God, I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> people, people are tipping him dollars, refusing him brownies. A man's got to make ends meet. No, Side note: Nobody listening to this has any understanding of that joke. I don't Tony, think. what are you so mad about, bro? I
1: don't. They, they don't need to know that joke. It's fine. Yeah, we
0: are in an economy. That's a fact. That is a fact, Jack. Um. On my grave, <laughs> yes, sir. will be written. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. On so the gravestone,
1: guys... we're not in a goddamn economy.
0: We're really not. <laughs> okay, uh, you guys get in the elevator. The hologram of Jeffrey Joshua um, is, is is standing there. Thank you for. No, he's not. That's Karen's accent. <laughs> Thank you for visiting the Westfield Carter Hotel. Please be sure to let us know if there's anything we can do to improve your stay. Mr. Solomon, of course, the time out of everyone's busy workdays will be added to your expense account. And if you care to give me one of those brownies on the way out,
2: well, I wouldn't refuse. I'm punching the hologram.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The hologram looks annoyed. (laughs) Like every time you pass through it, it just looks down like, "Hey."
1: As as the hologram is being punched, uh, I I say to it, "Drop this in your suggestion box. Disable the goddamn hologram."
0: Noted, sir. All right, you guys. Uh, you guys get down to the ground floor. You exit into the lobby, and uh, Jeffrey Joshua just does his little fingers only wave. Yeah. 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 You uh exit the lobby and the car is waiting just as Davenport promised because he is a man of his word. Amazing. Right, you get it? in and the uh it is in fact a uh it is a it is uh it's a Ford edge edge. Yeah, man it's, it's pretty great. It's got flames painted on the side. <laughs>
2: Wait, I changed my mind. <laughs> I wanna drive.
0: No. Um, no. <laughs> you guys get in you guys uh approach and the, the driver rolls down the window. The, the the window, not the not the window. That was a short lived Samuel L. Jackson character. Why do you guys wanna go? <laughs> it's late. I got a family. Hey Magic hey. Beans. Hop in all aboard for magic beans. And, he, uh, and the door opens itself automatic- automatically. Automagically. <laughs> I said the thing.
2: You did the thing.
0: Alright, you guys climb in, I imagine. Yeah. Okay, very good. Alright, and you head off to Magic Beans and I think that'll be a nice little narrative breaking point. Um, Good episode, you guys. Good fun had by all Sony, I'm sorry. Especially we... Usually, like the parts with me. In it. I did do where you explained that we're in an economy and that people took the bus. You were spreading valuable information. It's fun. Okay, well it especially that was that sucks because
2: he he got his character all figured out.
0: <laughs> yes, which I'm certain we'll be able to see in subsequent episodes. And this yeah. is why we don't split the party, right? Yeah, yeah this is why exactly do...
2: why this
0: is why we don't split the party. It's it's. You know, being a DM is a lot like being a parent, um, knowing that <laughs> you guys absolutely should not split the party, but letting you figure that out for yourselves.
1: Okay, we'll return again next week, folks.
0: I actually had a lot of fun when you guys split the party. That was fun. We'll return next week. Until then, uh, like our Facebook page. You can tweet at us, if you like, at semi-automagi and our individual twitter handles i believe are on the website as well the website is where the new episodes can be found right dylan
1: absolutely semi-automagic inc semi com. Uh, we have an rss feed available it will be up on itunes soon we're waiting for their approval process to go through
0: cool And uh, if any of you, like myself, use a podcast app like uh, Overcast or Podcruncher, or even the bare-bones one that comes with uh, whatever phone you might have. Mine is just called Podcasts and I don't use it because it's terrible. But (laughs) all of them, I believe that there is an option for you to just plug in an RSS feed uh, into a little field there, and you can have the episodes automatically downloaded to your device of choice, instead of having to slog all the way over to some God, Dylan, what did you even call that thing? website? Yeah. It sounds like something I'd go to the hospital for. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I just want it on my phone. Well, you can get it on your phone quite I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. That sounds Good. better. I'm going to listen to it on the way to work. Cool.
1: I set- suggest uh, not doing that because you'll distract yourself and probably die. But, hey, you do you.
0: Yeah, well, see, if I don't do it, I'll certainly die. Like, eventually.
1: <laughs> That's... Not not inaccurate.
0: (laughs) That'll be on my gravestone. Casey, not inaccurate. (laughs) 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 All right, everybody. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening.
2: Good night.